Hi, and welcome to the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mackey, and joining me as always is the great Alexander. Hello. And Morley Kurt. Hey. And for this week, we have a special guest, Brent from Bring Your Own Tools. Hello there. Hi. Uh, Brent, do you want to maybe tell everyone who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, so I'm a full-time content creator. My main realm is YouTube. However, I'm also diving into TikTok because I've found a very nice niche there. (laughs) It's specifically all DIY home remodel based on my YouTube channel, ranging from large-scale how to build a deck project to very small-scale how to paint tile projects. So there's a very large variety of different types of projects, and I do a different project almost every single week. And then for my TikTok aspect, it's all fun, short-form DIY quick tips. Cool. Cool. I I didn't know you were on TikTok. I've started trying to do reels and stuff, but I don't know, TikTok's... Yeah, it's been a a really fun, random journey because I, when the pandemic hit, I started thinking to myself, how can I try to help others out there in different ways? And so my channel on YouTube was just large scale DIY projects. And I wanted something that was more consistent, more smaller scale. So I started doing quick tip Tuesdays on my YouTube channel. Well, I quickly realized that those were going to fail because I was actually losing subscribers from those videos. You can actually go into YouTube algorithms and the analytics, and I was actually seeing that people were watching those videos and then unsubscribing to my channel because that's not what they were there for. They wanted to see my large form videos. So I was like, okay, point taken, realized that very quickly. So I stopped doing that, but I then all of a sudden decided, or one of my friends started TikTok, who's also in the DIY realm. And she's like, why don't you come over here, do those fun, quick tips on TikTok? I think you would do very well. So I didn't really take it seriously for a few months, but just decided to upload basically the same exact videos that I uploaded to YouTube onto TikTok. And it was insane because I, those videos that I literally posted on YouTube that maybe had 1500 views had within a week over a million views on TikTok. And so all of a sudden you realize this is the platform for short form content like that versus YouTube. Crazy. Wow. I think like Reels, um, the sort of Instagram's version of TikTok is like pretty much just people taking TikTok videos and putting them on there. (laughs) Yeah, they're trying to... uh, reduce that basically to make sure that you're not just repurposing your yeah. your TikToks to reels so they're actually pushing against that however there now are apps where you can easily remove the TikTok algorithm yeah. or label that's on there mm. for free which I can and I do and then just post it to Instagram reels easy enough yeah. hey everyone we're going to we're going to steal this format uh, yeah. But don't use the format that you're putting from the thing that we stole this from. <laughs> bad, bad, bad thing. I know exactly right. We're going to steal this, but we're not going to just push your content that you're just repurposing elsewhere. That's funny. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, since you're still talking, uh, what have you been doing this week? 
Uh, are you talking about me? Sorry. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry. Too many cooks in the kitchen. So the large, I'm doing a large scale project this week, which is actually involving my buddy just bought a house and it's a, one of a very large scale house that has a lot of work to be done. And there's actually a large pool in the, in, an indoor pool in the backyard that was just disgusting as in literally built in the eighties and they had carpet all the way around the pool. I don't, I've oh never seen God. it before. It was disgusting. Was it indoor outdoor yeah. carpet at least. It was, uh, luckily for me, I didn't have to remove it, so oh, okay. I didn't have to deal with it. But I would hate to think of the mold underneath it. Exactly. Oh, so nice. basically I came in because it's a friend of mine and he wants to repurpose the actual surface of the concrete. So I was actually installing a concrete overlay onto the surface and actually stamping it. So it's a thin oh, concrete overlay that you adhere to the surface of an existing concrete slab. You stamp it to make it more of a natural stone, uh, unique look to it. And then you stain it, you finish it, and lo and behold, you have a very nice looking uh, uh, concrete patio area right next to your pool. My uh, my dad did that in his front step while he had paid someone to do it, and it turned out looking really, really good. Like it turned a a concrete step of of very minimal aesthetic value into something that looked like a Tyler came or stonemason came in and did it. So uh, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And it's one of those things where with the channel and with me being me, I do have a lot of experience construction. You know, I've been in the trades. I've worked for GCs, subcontractors for 20 plus years, but inevitably I'm always taking on new endeavors and new projects. So there's always a learning curve ahead. And then inevitably I figure out how to do it. But that's obviously the, the beauty of video editing is to try and figure out how to make it look like you're a professional all the time. <laughs> True. <laughs> Definitely. I'm always thinking that when I'm recording as to whether I'm showing faults and stuff. Who, yeah. Who does have a YouTube channel on here? All, of you, all three of you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Grant loves to expand into Instructables. Yeah, and that's... Molly used to have a blog, but he doesn't really post blog posts anymore. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a video is my medium of choice. Yeah, definitely. Same here. <laughs> Adam, uh, what um, have you been up to this week? Well, I crashed my car. My Yikes. new car. Yeah, I've only had it for six months. And I got the call yesterday that it is written off. Oh, no. So I don't know if, if that's a universal term. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to need yeah. a definition. Really? So so my car's damaged enough where they will not repair it and they'll just pay me out the market value. Yeah. Um, so it could be – I'm assuming that the frame's bent or something because it was written off before the insurance company even got the quote. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just waiting for insurance to approve my claim and then get my money. But I'll never get that car back for the money that I'll get for it. Yeah. It sucks. And all the work that you put into it too. Yeah. I don't, the work's fine. All the work I did like is free essentially, like a couple of cans of paint and stuff, but like, and my time, but like as soon as I bought that car, like not even two weeks later, I bought it for 9,700 and now they're selling for like 17,000. Wow. Pandemic, pandemic pricing. Wait, so 
might the claim make the market value higher than what you paid for it? No, because the the market value doesn't change because of the pandemic. Even hmm. though the market has changed. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll only get like 10 grand. Shocking that the insurance companies won't pay you out properly. Yep. <laughs> Damn. So, that sucks, man. Yeah. But I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. I put a, um, I put a video on YouTube yesterday. I was actually never going to put it on. I put it on Instagram TV, like just because I've never done that. And then I thought yesterday, I haven't put a video up on YouTube for like over a month because I'm so busy with this workbench that I may as well put it up there as well. Um, and that was how to make cut lists for panels. And actually, really, it works for anything as well. Like if you need to cut stuff out of two by fours, like strips and stuff, you could use it for that as well, really, um, using a website, which I won't say because someone decided no, you, to use it as a commendation. Go, go ahead and say it. You stole, you, you, I told you it was going to be my commendation, then you put out a video about it. And I went, what the hell? <laughs> I told you I was going to put the video out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just a website where you can put in like all the sheet, all the cuts that you need, like the panels that you need, and then put in a full sheet or like whatever material you have on hand. It could be scraps and it will tell you what you can fit where and the best way to do it. So it's cool. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's called Cutlass yeah. Optimizer for those that don't want to wait till the clamp mandation. I'll find a new clamp oh, mandation. Uh-huh. So now they can all just click off the episode. Yeah, perfect. But it, what what I really like about it is you can do you can choose grain direction in it, which yeah. is really great for working with plywood, mm. where you have like a scrap bit of plywood that's in a really like odd shape, but you want to be able to use it up, and you're really concerned about the grain direction. You can put those pieces mm. in there, and it'll try and use them up. So Interesting. it's a really that's cool awesome. thing if you're ordering plywood. It saved me a sheet, a full sheet of three quarter inch. Because that's how I was buying it, three quarter inch, four by eight sheet. I didn't. It, I was figuring I was needing three, and then ended up only needing two. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Love that. We'll talk about more about it later. <laughs> um, what have you been working on, Grant? Well, I am finally back in the shop after injuring my back, and uh, and I was working mainly on drawers, just basically using the cutlass optimizer. I I I got these. Uh, like 18 millimeter Baltic birch all cut up into different strips and, and whatnot. And I finally might actually finish my closet organization system, which has apparently, I don't know, two full sheets of three quarter inch uh, plywood turned into drawers. So whatever that all equals out to. And then I've got two more uh, sheets of quarter inch for the bottoms. So it's going to be fun, but uh, yeah. That's what I've been working on, just cutting, ripping, and cross-cutting. And, and then, of course, be, I, I made a – like, I got a new ta- uh, dual-bevel compound whatever miter saw for Christmas. And uh, I, I made, a, like, a little extendable fence on it so that I could put a stop block. Um, and I didn't bother recording any of it. But uh, – Wow. And then a bunch of people saw it when I posted like some Instagram uh, stories about it and went, you're making a video about that. And I went, I really should have, but now I didn't. So, <laughs> so you good. always got to hit record, right? It's, yeah. it's one of those things. But is, uh, I mean, on the other side of that, how many miter saw station videos are there out there? But does that, <laughs> does that matter? Sounds maybe like a you're good. The one that you're the one, you are the one that could blow up potentially. Great. Sounds like a good uh, topic for an episode. 
Yeah, maybe like this one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe bef- Grant should have gone after you. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost our segue. Ah, Come on, Grant. <laughs> the, the one video that has done the best on my entire channel was a video that I was debating on whether or not to even do. Because I was like, who wants to watch this? I, you know, I'm not going to do this. And it's a driveway ceiling video on how to seal oh, your yeah. driveway with, uh, via an asphalt driveway. And lo and behold, it was a video that I did within a day. It was super easy. And of course, that video is the one video that has 2.7 million views. <laughs> it's I, I would not be surprised if my cut list video like goes big because it's actually like a really handy tip as opposed to a DIY, like watch me make something. Well, before we get into any more of that, Morley, what have you been working on this week? Um, it's been, it's been pretty busy with, uh, the new job. So many projects going on at the makerspace in planning for the summer. Um, today I just, uh, got a working prototype of a horse automata or automata. I don't really know how it's pronounced, but essentially like, you know, like a whirly gig where you have a series of gears and levers that make something look like it's moving. Um, so that was very satisfying to get done. Um, Lots of work on the laser cutter, um, lots of fusion work and doing some curriculum planning stuff. So it's been a ton of fun. Every day I leave, I'm like excited for the next one. Um, a new puppy has entered the workplace. Um, There's already a dog there, but one of the employees got a, a I think it's called a Goldador. So it's a golden retriever, black lab mix. And it's probably about one month old and it is the most adorable puppy in the entire <laughs> world. Um yeah, so life is good there. Um, outside of the makerspace, though, um, I put out the video on making this guy, which I was super happy about, um, the Baltic birch plywood handle for the more knife and leather sheath. Um, yeah, it was probably like a video I've been most satisfied with recently. I just like super happy with the pacing. Um, and I think having less time to edit over the last couple of weeks actually made it a better video because I am not so precious about footage. Um, just allow myself to be less neurotic. And, you know, it's also like the more experience you get, it all dovetails together, making the process easier. So it was just like an enjoyable process and kind of trusting my instincts was working out well. Um, and then Yes, Grant. I was going to say, after 80 plus videos or whatever, you got to have some instincts built up, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's sometimes it's hard, though, to to actually trust them. Um, and I think when you have those constraints, um, it allows you to use those heuristics that you've built up, but maybe you haven't taken advantage of. Because when you have like an entire day and you can use as much time as you want, you can be like, eh, should I do it like this? Should I do it like that? And you can take all the time you want, but yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, in my material clamps though, in, in the, in the physical world, um, I'm working on a project that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, which is a leather working toolbox. Um, I don't want to do in this workshop what I did at the last one, which is have all my leatherworking tools just spread out across my workbench um, because I'm actually doing computer work 
here now, which I wasn't at the last place. And I just want a little more of an orderly space. Um, so um, it's going to be super satisfying. I got it all built and stained. And I'm going to start adding some uh, modular shelves and hangers to put things in. And I'm kind of basing it on uh, road cases that you see in like traveling shows and bands and things. Um, but rather than buying the hardware, I'm going to 3D print some of it and hodgepodge it together from all sorts of variety of stuff. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So it's going well. Busy, busy. Well, now that that segue was perfectly done. <laughs> we Obviously. What are we talking about this week, Adam? So... Uh, we're going to talk about deciding what makes it to video and what doesn't, um, as in making a motorsaw fence and not recording it. Um, but I, I just thought, like, Brent, I'm sure there are so many projects that you make that you wouldn't put in a video or maybe you do everything. That's what I'm interested to know. Yeah, well, it's it's a good question to ask, especially uh, as myself, I'm doing this full time now and I quit my job back in October of 2019 to basically to be a full-time content creator as well as just general general contractor on the side. So I basically wanted to just continuously put more time and energy into content creation and make it more of a full-time position for myself, which is what my true passion was in life is just trying to help others learn how to build. And so with the project that I take on now, I'm lucky enough where the only projects I take on are ones that I can actually create content from. And I have a very rigid, uh, or I shouldn't say very rigid because things definitely fluctuate, but I basically have a three month lineup of projects that I'm going to be taking on on a weekly basis. So I know no matter what, I have a specific project to do that week and it might jumble around here and there between week to week, but I do have a very good idea to make sure I get content out every single week, which has been my main goal all of 2020 and now all of 2021. When did you start uh, full time? When did you quit your job? So, So I quit my job back in October, 2019. Oh, wow. So yeah, and you know when I quit my job, it was it was not like YouTube's going to pay all my bills and I have a, an amazing life. It's more about just okay, I quit my job. Now I have to just work and do as much project on the side and then try and do videos. But at a certain point, I realized if I'm taking on projects for other people, which I'd say half of the projects I do are on my own personal home, half of them are for other people. And specifically, I got to a point, luckily for myself, where I was bringing in enough revenue from YouTube where I'm able to really be more nitpicky on if I'm taking on a project for someone else, it has to be done within a week and it has to be for the channel. Wow. Cool. So, So, I mean, yeah, or go for it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) I was just going to say, so what, what kind of considerations do you take other than has to be like, what have you turned down? What have you said yes to and maybe regretted? Maybe that's some, (laughs) some good, good thoughts. Oh, I got, I got some good stories for you. (laughs) So, uh, first, first off with the, the projects that I generally kind of push away, 
it's mainly, you know, projects that I've already done in the past. So I, I did a turf video on how to install synthetic turf. Well, all of a sudden I got like three requests on, Oh, can you do my yard? <laughs> no, I can't do your yard because I can't just make another turf video. <laughs> I, I've been through the same thing. I made a camper van for my personal trainer and then like everyone wants me to make him a camper van. I'm like, well, I've already made a video on it, so I don't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm happy to like adjust things. So for example, I did a how to build a barn door and it, you know, obviously it's a trend. Everyone loves barn doors. It seems like, and I'd be happy to do another barn door if it was different, but they wanted the same exact barn door. So I was like, can't help you because if you want the same exact barn door, there's an amazing video on YouTube now that you can actually build yourself. But if you want me to make a video or make a door for you, it has to be different than what I already built. Yeah. So, (laughs) <laughs> that's definitely a key aspect in life. And, and as for your second question, as far as, you know, projects that I've taken on that I regret taking on, um, I'll, I'll try and keep this short, but I took on a, how to tile a rounded surface video. Yeah. And it was basically a project for a restaurant, actually for a museum in downtown Seattle. And inevitably, it was an amazing museum. I loved the artist. It was one of those artists that I've been following for years. So I was like, I have to do this. I've never tiled around the surface, but I'm doing it. So I commit to the project. Of course, the project gets extended and passed, you know, months past because of COVID. So at the same time, my wife becomes pregnant. Mm. And at the same time, my wife is getting closer to the due date. Well, inevitably, finally, it comes time that them all of a sudden requesting that I tile this rounded surface, which was eight and a half months pregnant for my wife. And I was just like, well, don't have the baby, honey, because I'm going to go do this project that I committed to <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> so... Of course, I do the project. It is it is a project that's actually fur, further away. It's probably a two-hour drive just to get to the project and back. Oh, no. And, of course, that took some time and energy. I had to drive back every single day because I wanted to make sure if my wife gave birth at night that I was actually there for the birth. Yeah. And so it was just a crazy week of just going back and forth. It was supposed to be a two-day project. It turned into four days. And finally, I was complete. I started on a Monday. I finished on a Thursday night. I get home at 1030 at night on a Thursday. But I just felt good, felt happy, job's done. Next morning, I wake up, I go to my computer, I start uploading videos, and then my wife walks in and says, I think my water just broke. <laughs> wow. Tommy. So, of course, that day, then my wife gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Crazy. And I was actually looking on your channel earlier today. And I saw that video and I, I sorted by like best performing video to worst. And it's not a good performing video. And it's like it's a horrible performing video. But it's funny because because who's looking to see how to tile around its surface? Not many people. <laughs> but when I looked at your channel, I went, that's the one I want to click on. I don't know yeah. why. So it's like I want to click on it. I didn't because I did, you know, I we were recording this video. But uh, we're recording tonight, but I, I went that actually seems like something I want because like, nobody else has done it. And I went, that's original. 
And maybe yep, it's like, I exactly. just watched Goodwill Hunting uh, again. And uh, that scene in the bar. It's not your fault. No, no, not that one. Uh, the scene in the bar where no, he talks. Grant, it's not your fault. It's not <laughs> your fault, Grant. Uh, so, it's not your fault. <laughs> the scene in the bar where he's uh, like, just like basically talk, talking to the grad student, first year grad student, and like says at least, at least he's not, you're, you'd be unoriginal or whatever. The, yeah. I don't know. I lost it. I lost my train of thought. But basically what I'm saying is at least that's an original like thing. No one else is doing it. But it also means no one's searching for it. So, And, and, that, and that's why I thought I was going to do well. Is like I looked on YouTube for, you know, for quite a, quite a while seeing if there was anyone out there that actually did a rounded surface tile video. There's no one out there other than myself. So hopefully that helps those very few that take on those tasks. But obviously not very many. <laughs> Yeah. Grant is the viewer that we all expect every viewer to be. He watches the <laughs> videos that you never expect would get views, and he always watches people that have like no subs. Yeah. yeah. It's the hero we deserve. I, know, like- I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true diehard right there. Right. If you have a yeah. video with 3 million views, I'm not watching it. Because I just assume that everyone else is like, it's not good. I just assume it's not, I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't know why I have that problem. Okay. Well, I got a good, I got a couple good uh, YouTube uh, uh, channels for you to check out. So, all right. (laughs) Right. So uh, I was, in thinking about that, I was looking at your, uh, one of your more recent ones where you did a laundry room makeover and Uh, you did the entire laundry room makeover as a video, as opposed to doing what I would probably do, which is like split it up into well, pause two at least. I would do like the like thing that you built over top of the laundry as a separate video from I don't know the rest of it, like painting. You know, you had some great painting tips in there and some trim tips, and like you had like lots of little tips in that video that all kind of could have even been their own video. Did you parse that out into TikTok videos is my first question. And then second, if you didn't, what made you decide to do it, not the small bit and make it a big bit? Well, that's a great question. And yes, I have parceled it out into multiple different types of TikTok videos, which is a great repurposing tool for TikTok. And, uh, the, the really there's a couple factors within that video as to why, as well as just my general schedule. So my schedule is pretty compact, especially with the fact that I'm working with a number of brands and those brands specifically need videos out at a certain date in a certain time mm-hmm. period. So I need to make sure that specific videos come out that month versus next month. So tr- yeah, it, w- it would have that project specifically. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because specifically I was actually thinking about that, but because one, I like a cohesive video that really encompasses the entire project and you see that finished product in the end. And I really wouldn't have a nice finished product in the end if I did, did it in two parcels. So mm-hmm trying to make sure I have a nice cohesive message and a cohesive, beautiful finished product in the end is very inviting to me as far as just eye catching, you know, to my audience, hopefully. Hmm. So I'm currently in the middle of making a workbench, which is going to be three different videos, but I'm specifically waiting until it's completely finished before I put, I want all videos ready to go because I procrastinate a lot, but in doing that, I'm going to have the finished product in every single video. 
Right. Oh, oh, yes, because because you finish it by the end of that. Yeah, no, that t- totally yeah. makes sense. And so, like my intro and outro will have the finished product. Yeah, and in all honesty, there's been past videos that I've done in a two video series, just because it's so much information. But it's more for like larger scale projects, whether it's a deck. So the first video I did all about the framing of a deck. The second video was actually installing the decking boards themselves. And I also did that with a shower. So I basically showed the water protection and the waterproofing of a shower room, as well as then tiling the actual shower itself. Which which is great because that's things that people would look up is like just how to waterproof or just how to tile. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, Morley, you recently your latest video was uh, was something that could have been two videos. What made you decide to put it all as one? Because you could have done the knife handle as one and the leather sheath as another. I have never heard Morley so quiet. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm trying to get him roped into this conversation. <laughs> it's it's a similar reason uh, to Brent, actually. I think I I get way more satisfaction being able to show an entire finished product, finished project at the end, even though they are two separate um, products. It is, in its essence, one project. And it's funny, like the thought of making it into two videos never crossed my mind until you said it just now like that was never even a consideration i was like no of course this is one video because i think as well like i have a pretty clear idea of like the story i want to tell in a video before i even start filming and so i know that like i want to show this knife has a handle and a sheath that i don't like so i'm going to replace both of those things and of course I would replace both of them because if you have a fixed blade knife without a sheath, then where are you going to put it? <laughs> so it just seemed like, you know, a logical thing. Um, yeah. I've never thought about really making um, a multi-part video. Like I could see doing that for, you know, like a cabin build like Andrew Zito had done. Um, but none of, no projects I've done seem to warrant seem to have the scale that would warrant a multi-part series. I mean, I make stuff out of my little apartment workshop versus Brent, who is making, you know, renovation videos. So it is two entirely different worlds. That being said, however, like I have been in the past two days, like essentially doing what you just said, like splitting the video into two parts, the woodworking part and the leatherworking part, speeding it up and putting it on TikTok, because that is the type of thing that people like to see on TikTok, you know, it's, it's, it's where people go for like a single idea. They don't want to go to TikTok for like, you know, a a whole story, unless it's an incredibly tight, well-told story in like 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute. But you know, like if I, if I show the story for TikTok is the making of the handle. And then there's a separate story, which is the making of the sheath. Um, and Mm. yeah, it's, and it's fun too, I think, having these different platforms where you can share things because like like YouTube is always the first stop for me. It's like that's kind of like where the project, you know, like all the main effort goes in. But then it's fun to kind of like play around to being like I'm an experiment with some different types of ways of showing this um, in these other platforms that I see as more like experimental. I like that you put them both in one video because like you have – 
leatherworking videos where like you pretty much did what you've already done and you have woodworking videos and it was nice to see you put like all of your talents in one video if that makes sense not all of your talents but like different skills into one video yeah. rather than just a leatherworking or just woodworking and I think it's nice to show off like yourself for once. So do you guys remember the, I think it was the first episode of Clamp that I was on. I mentioned the single, the video that has inspired me the most out of any YouTube video I've ever watched in terms of making stuff. And it was that Scandinavian Damascus knife making video where he yeah, makes the knife in the sheath by Northman. And I think that video has influenced this one an incredible amount because made the handle, made the sheath. And I like that one so much that I think like subconsciously or semi subconsciously, like I, part of me wanted to like have that same effect on other people, like the same satisfaction of I made the knife. Now I'm going to make a thing around the knife because that's also the videos I enjoy watching. Like I, that's why I love Jimmy Duresta videos is because he will use a million different techniques in a video. And that's probably why I don't watch many like, uh, you know, like dogmatic woodworking videos because I don't really care about like a single woodworking technique. I care about like a collection of multimedia techniques that all combine into an amazing end product. And it's like when you talk about a single woodworking technique, if you're looking for that technique, you'll look it up. Right? Yeah. That's where like – look, one of the videos of mine that's recently got a lot of traction has a – is replacing a a wheel on a a tire and tube on a wheelbarrow. And it's like a ridiculous video that go. I should so like, random. I look back on it when I first put it out though, it was one of the videos that performed like it was a 10 out of 10 on the YouTube dashboard. Like the, like I went, I shouldn't have put this out. Right. But now it's like one of like my top growing videos at like the top five videos in every month is this stupid video about me changing a wheelbarrow tire because people Your search one for that. Non DIY video. Right. Well, it's DIY. I did it by myself. I, uh, but that's one of those things that I guess like the first week when I put out a video and it performs poorly, I want to make less videos like that because I often can't see the long term thing like uh, the, the fence on my uh, miter saw. I don't see that long term. Where is it going to go? Because people are going to search for it. How to make a stop block fence for your miter saw, right? They're going to search for that. And that video could blow up one day. But it definitely won't if I don't make it. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could make a new one and improve it based on what you've learned from making the first one. I know, but I never do that. But you could. You could start I def- now. Oh, I definitely, definitely could. But I have so many <laughs> projects in the background that I can't make. I can't remake projects that are already done. <laughs> Until I finish at least some stuff that's on my list of to do. <laughs> so back a little bit to like why I came up with this topic. Um, Brett, do you, you don't really put out much um, shop videos, do you? Shop of videos? Yeah. Like as in like making shop furniture and stuff. Oh, uh, not, uh, not exactly. Because I mean, we, we could go into that as far as more detail because uh, at a certain point, I did want to go into that realm of just creating unique items, creating furniture. I love woodworking. I love epoxy. And it it could have gone into that realm. But 
I, as far as me personally and making sure I was providing a viable, sustainable financial decision for my family that was growing at the time, I basically pushed more into the direction of DIY because that's where my, the majority of my videos have done very well. So I pushed towards the more home remodeling, home DIY aspect, just because those videos will perform better on my platform than my random woodworking videos. And I will produce random woodworking videos. Like I have a, a large scale live edge slab video that I'm going to be doing this month or next month. So they will happen. Just, I haven't done a ton of them lately. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's, um, that's really good points as to why, why you don't. Cause so Grant has put out like one video making a cart, but like doesn't put out videos of making workbenches and stuff, which I find interesting. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, I should ask this random question. Did any of you went, go to workbench con in Atlanta? I I I wanted to, but I did not. But do you know about it? Yes. It's a bit far away from me. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry for you. A little far away for you, but I figured uh, you guys would be perfect for that scene because I went there. It was the first time I ever even heard about it, and I was like, "Oh, I have to go to this." So I went there. It was a, it was a blast. I had had a really good time there. Met some amazing content creators and and just creators in general Mm -hmm. and you guys would fit in perfectly there but it's just it's really fun to see like-minded individuals that really create and love creating whether Mm -hmm. it's woodworking whether it's 3d printing whether it's metalwork it's all a skill but it's all the same type of mindset because you you love that physical aspect of building and creating totally and i i definitely wish i had gone had i known there was going to be a pandemic and the next yeah. one was going to be canceled. <laughs> I know, right? Even even just knowing there was going to be a pandemic and there's nothing else I could have gone to the rest of the year. Because my idea in 2020 was to go to uh, Maker Camp, Jimmy Dress to Maker Camp. Yep. And that got yep. canceled. Um, so that was where I was going to spend my my all, all my YouTube earnings on, uh, you know, but... It definitely would have went back to 2020 February and tried to hang out with some people before the world shut down. Uh, but yeah, like Zach builds, I don't know. Did you meet him? He went there and Zach Bill, that sounds really familiar. Let me look that up real quick because that sounds super. He's in in my neck of the woods. Yeah. He's in Toronto, but he was there and, uh, Ethan Carter, uh, there, there are people who've been on the podcast before. Um, and I've heard so many great things about that conference and how, it, oh it, yeah, I to- I totally met Zach. Yeah, yeah, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, well, he's Canadian, so he has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's but okay. So in that, did you learn from that something that that talks about when to like you said earlier, always hit the record button? Do you always hit the record? Always every project hit the record button, or are there projects that you don't hit the record button? <laughs> there. I mean, these days, because I have to get out content every single week, or at least that's my personal goal, there's always going to be some type of camera that's recording, whether it's, it could be just a TikTok video that I have right. on time-lapse in the background, and it might be just something that 
I'm not going to use on YouTube, but at least I have some type of recording of it. So I have content to push onto different platforms, whether, yeah, whether I'm going to use it or not, at least I have that recorded aspect. Right. Yeah. That's uh, something I've been doing a bit recently is um, just setting up a time-lapse on my phone to capture something while I'm, you know, recording specific angles with my camera. And, and, part of the reason is like, oh, maybe I'll get a cool time-lapse out of it. But the other reason is it's such a great way to discover shots and angles that I might not have thought about otherwise, because, you know, you can get so in the rut of like, this is the angle I want. This is how it should look that if, if sprinkling in that, like deliberate, like switching it upness um, can be really good. And, and it's, it's so, and I've talked about this before. It's like so interesting how like some things look amazing on time-lapse, and some things look boring as heck on time lapse, and it's not always what you expect. And and just giving yourself space to experiment with that, I think, is really fun. And you know, like we, I think it's a theme we've been kind of dancing around a lot in this conversation. Is um, even if you don't think something is necessarily interesting, like there's no harm in trying to record it um, because you don't know what will happen or, or how interesting it will be, even if before you get to the editing stage, you might look on your camera and be like, Ooh, that gives me an idea. Maybe I can play off of that a little bit. Um, you know, there's like the saying that a movie is written three times once in the script, once, uh, in the camera and once Filming. in the editing room. Right. It's like each of those steps is a point for storytelling. And like, you can't assume that, you know, everything when you're behind the camera, you might discover what the project really is when you're editing or you might discover what the project really is when you're halfway through the project and you're like, crap, I didn't capture any of the first half of that. Now I'm, now I'm out of luck unless I want to reenact it all. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's always that aspect of, I, I look back in my footage and I, I never kick myself for taking too much footage. You know, it might be a little more time consuming to go through and filter through all the pictures, but I never kick myself at that point. I, I kick myself when I'm like, oh, I should have shot this this way. Oh, I should have shot it at this point. Why didn't I do that? And then that's when I'm kicking myself. So, and that's the beauty of, of YouTube and trying to learn the editing, video editing process, because that's not my background, but with the fact that I'm producing content every single week has really upped my editing game. And even videos that I did four months ago, I can look back and see how much better my videos are now. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, regretting when you don't take enough footage, because I think in the makers on YouTube community, I think sometimes there is too much of a focus on like shooting light and tight, um, which is great for streamlining your editing process but it's not great for uh, capturing things that you might not have expected. Um, and it, it's, I do another podcast with a friend who's a filmmaker and it's something I've really gleaned from him, which is like having this kind of big canvas to paint with. Um, sometimes it, it takes a little more slogging through, but like if you know what to look for, um, it can be a, a really like great tool to have like a bit more to, to sort of play with. Um, and, and that's one of the like, really nice things about how cheap storage is now that like in like <laughs> right. part of me cringes when I look at a project and I'm like, Ooh, this is 50 gigabytes or like four hours worth of footage. Um, but you know, like 50 gigabytes, what is that on my hard drive? That's like $4 or 
on a on a hard drive you know like and it's only going to get cheaper from there it, it doesn't it's already uh, it, and it's already paid for it doesn't matter exactly yeah and i can delete it afterwards like it's it's a it's a fake cost you know especially if you don't actually slog through it all and you're like no i'm just going to immediately delete all this stuff that i don't need we've talked about this a bit before and Brett, you would definitely have even more of an issue than we do is that you can't go back and record things that you've missed, especially when doing like DIY projects. If you're doing tiling, you can't go back and retile the whole wall just to get the, you know what I mean? So I guess cutting wood, for instance, you could maybe just like go cut up another piece of wood that looks the same, but yeah, like with the DIY, you, you definitely would have that issue of missing shots and not being able to go back. Yeah, l- luckily for me, I haven't had one of those horror stories where all of a sudden the S the SD card is broken and I can't get my footage. Oh no, what am I gonna do? So luckily for me, I have not had that aspect. But yeah, it's it's all about hidden record, trying to get that setup shot right, and just learning as you go because that that's I think that's what I've said to other entrepreneurs and. It's what I say, say to numerous people that really want to learn the skill of either video editing or making or building or becoming a content creator. It's all about pushing yourself to learn new skills and put Definitely. and basically s- taking small steps to improve yourself. And over time, that's going to pay out in dividends because those small little steps, even if it's a small little step every single day that, and you're learning something small every single day, you're building upon yourself and you're building upon that skill level. And all of a sudden, years down the road, you become this amazing DIY guru. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, every video, sh- every next video should be better than the last because yep. you're learning new skills. Thinking about that. And thinking about your your earlier statement about turning down earlier things that you've done, have you ever considered redoing an early project because you've learned how to video be- like better, how to edit better, how to t- tell the story better? You've learned that skill better, etc. Is there like I'm thinking like you got three million views on driveway ceiling? Seal another driveway, try and get three million again, right? <laughs> I know. Trust me, I totally get that. And it's a great point you bring up. I personally don't do it very often just because I like to always keep things interesting and keep things moving. However, I do have a new project coming up that coincides perfectly with that statement you just had. And one of the projects that did really well on my channel recently was how to uh, apply a uh, an epoxy shield coating onto your garage floor. Yeah. So basically how to pour epoxy on a garage floor. That video did a really well. Rustolium was super happy with it. And I contacted them recently and we're probably going to be doing another DIY video on how to pour an epoxy flooring. But because me being me, it has to be different. I'm going to, you know, with that video, I showed how to do it with just a pressure washer and acid etching. Well, with this video, I'm going to show how to prep the surface with a, a blast beater or a bead blaster, as well as a different type of epoxy finish where the first one was more a standard base coat where you throw specks out onto the floor. Well, this one's going to be how to put more of a metallic finish on epoxy floor. 
Well, uh, if you ever need an extra garage floor to do it on, <laughs> please come by because mine please is by. like in dire need. And Rustle, if you're if you're watching or listening, please uh, please contact me. I will do a video about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things where I'm never going to take on the same exact project, but it's it's it potentially could be relatable. So for example, another example of this would be, I did an accent wall probably a month and a half, two months ago. And that one blew up. It was just, it was something unique that was different that I hadn't done before, but you know, within a, a week's time, it had over a hundred thousand views. And within, you know, two months time, it has over 300,000. Well, I just did a second accent wall video uh, a completely different type of accent wall, but another accent vi- accent wall video to basically try and capitalize on that success. So I have a, I have a slightly different uh, perspective to that. Um, in, you know, like I see, since I have like such a small channel, I, when I make a video, I am in some ways making it for the people that are subscribed to me. But more so, I'm making it for the people that are coming to me for the first time. So I definitely don't have qualms about making something that I've made before just for the reason that that video already exists. Because chances are, if I've made it before, it's been over a year ago, and I can make a far better video about it now than I did then. I won't make a video about a project that I just made a few months ago because I'm probably not excited about it. But it's not because that video already exists. It's because like I need that internal motivation to make something that I want to make and make a video about it and and yada, yada, yada. But in, in many of my videos, I'm making them with the audience in mind of like, this is someone who is coming to see my channel for the first time. That is what I'm thinking about usually. And, and with that, I actually took a while ago, like a few months ago, took an old video, took the original footage and re-edited it. Because it was starting to blow up, blow up, uh, you know, hundreds of views. Uh, it was starting to blow up. <laughs> and I wanted, I didn't want the people that subscribed watching that to think that's what my videos are today. Because they're vastly different. So I tried to make a new video, same, like, basic, it's the same video, right? It's, but all the same footage, but it's way shorter it's got music instead of no music and me just talking fast, which is like, you know, whatever it is. It, it was a way better video in my opinion, but that other video continues to outperform it hand over fist. Yeah. And I don't understand why. And I haven't figured it out. And that's, a, that's just how the internet works. You put all this effort yeah. into something and people are going to go to the thing that you put no effort into. And that is just, that's the way it always goes or the way it goes like 80% of the time. Yeah, the most viewed video is a tool review. <laughs> what was that? I said my, my, my most viewed video is a tool review. Well, I say tool review. It's like a tool review of like every Adobe tool because I own them all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that has like ten over ten thousand views, and I I usually get like a hundred. So uh, interesting. Well, Marley, real quickly, going back to your your note about your audience, and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it has to be something that your audience enjoys. You're doing it for the audience, and that's really 
my my main goal is just trying to help my audience learn new skills. And that's why no matter whether it's a, whether I'm doing multiple videos on the same type of project, it is going to be different because no matter what I want to, I want to provide value to my audience one way or the other. And yeah, there's going to be doubling up skills, especially in my woodworking videos, because, you know, you could only watch how to sand a piece of wood so many times, but I still want to make sure within that video, it differentiates itself between another project because I want to always have perceived value for a new project. So what I've taken from all this is that I should put it like a five minute time-lapse of me sanding my new workbench in the, in the video. Not sanding, <laughs> yes. but it's probably yes. a five minute time-lapse of you putting it together. No, no, no. Sanding. Just sanding. It should. You just should sand. just just release an hour long sanding video. Yeah, definitely. April Fools is coming up. Oh, it is too. All right, I think we should move on. Uh, we're coming up to an hour. I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, anyone who follows us on Patreon gets access to the pre-show, the after-show, and gets a keychain made by our one and only Morley. Uh, this morning. This morning. I don't know why I'm saying that because it's afternoon, but. Uh, this pre-show, we had a, one of our Patreons on as a guest, which is uh, exciting. So if you want to be, become a Patreon, that's patreon.com slash clamp. And you could join us for the pre-show as well sometimes. We do a monthly hangout with our Patreon supporters for a pre-show. And that's that. Uh, oh, do we want to talk about what we were going to start for the Patreon? Or do you want to keep that for the after show? That's the after show. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to hear the after show, go sign up to Patreon. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to Clipmendations. Clipmendations. All right, I want to shout out um, an amazing funk band that I discovered this week on TikTok. Uh, if you like Wolfpack, which I know some of our listeners do, like me, you will like these guys. They are called the Jeb Bush Orchestra. Uh, they're out of Boston, which has a great basement music scene um yeah i think uh, i'm trying to remember one of their favorite songs it was something like scary spice or something that i was really enjoying um but i've definitely been missing live performances a lot during the pandemic and uh they have a lot of great videos of their shows on their tiktok so i would definitely recommend checking that out as well as their music um they just have like a ton of great energy some great Sick bass lines, rhythm guitar, drum riffs. Yeah. Great guys. Linked nice. in the show notes. Cool. What about you, Grant? Well, I was going to recommend or clamp mandate. I don't know. We can never. No, you don't, you don't like to have a second one. No, I was going to clamp mandate Cutlist Optimizer, which is a great website and application that you can get. And you can also print out PDFs and, and whatnot to figure out uh, different ways of, of ensuring that you get all of your boards on there uh, onto whatever material you have. Something we didn't say before, you can actually get it to show you how you should cut the board as yes. in like make it in order of which cut to do. In, oh, nice. In, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So it can tell you like make this cross cut first and then do a bunch of rips because it'll just yeah. be more efficient for you. It It's a great thing. Uh, and there's even a paid version, which apparently has even more I, stuff. I couldn't I can't imagine. believe it's free because, like, the amount of 
effort someone's gone to actually make that work the way it does. Totally. It's I can't great. believe it's free. Not only that, I can't believe there could be a, possibly be more that they could offer. Like, I don't know yeah. what could possibly, like, that they come and make <laughs> the cuts for you. Like, what am I getting for this paper? <laughs> Anyways. And it better I, be free. All right. Uh, so because so we've already talked about that so much, I'm going to – my secondary uh, claim is going to go to Annabelle Trades. I watched this video literally minutes before we started recording. Uh, she was working with some uh, some young youth, some kids, uh, and making whistles. And uh, I just love seeing these little, like, kids getting excited about something. Um, and they make – like, she shows that – like, she's making a whistle from a two-by-six with the kids. And she says – did you know this whistle was made this, this like this off cut is from the barn outside and they just like their eyes go like super wide. Like what? We're making a whistle from your barn. It's just like a really like cool moment of the, that's awesome of the video. And I just really love, I don't know. I, I really love Annabelle trades and uh, this was a really cool video. So yeah. Cool. Well, my clip nation this week, I figure it's about time I shout out, um, an Aussie YouTuber and I should have actually had this guy last week bec- and I was going to, but I wanted to do what I did. Um, with Morley doing the review last week of being a Bogan, this guy does a great like Aussie Bogan, um, uh, not, it's not an accident. I think it's just how he is, but <laughs> so Aussie man reviews, he, um, he like just takes videos off the internet and like adds in his own voice and stuff for the people and everything. And it's really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, go check him out. He's he's great. Yeah. Well, my clamp mandation apparently is uh, actually <laughs> family renovate. So it's a, another YouTube channel that I actually recently found, and it's actually spelled family reno. Or excuse me, it's R E N O V eight, as in the letter eight. And it's actually one that I just stumbled across randomly. And it's a husband and wife team. They have a bunch of kids uh, from two separate families. It's kind of like Brady Bunch-esque. So they kind of come in together in the same family and they're renovating this house of theirs. And they just have an amazing, fun spirit within their videos. And they do take on some really fun, good-looking projects. So it's it's a kind of a goofy, fun YouTube channel. But I absolutely really enjoy their, their projects that they continuously take on every single week. Is there eight of them? <laughs> you know, I don't actually know. But I should know. I, I got to take a look at that now. Yeah, Because then that yeah, all well, makes sense. eight. If you go to their website, their like main picture is eight. Like it's definitely two, it. That's it. It's, it's got to be it. Right. If okay. it's not, yeah. a, well, then, yeah. it is. If it's not, <laughs> it is. It <laughs> Whether they added actors as children into that <laughs> picture, it's perfect. Right. Like oh, that's it. gold. I like it. Cool. All right. Um, we do have a review this week. Uh, not sure where this guy's from. It well, it says it's on Apple Podcast Brazil. So S- stall for time. I'll look it up. <laughs> well, no, I. <laughs> do you know? Do you guys know where he's from? Well, I know John made it. Uh, I just, I, I've, I know who the guy is, and it says he's from Brazil, but I don't think he's Brazilian. That's all I'm trying to say. So morally, does an accent, Brent? 
Morley does the <laughs> accent of where either where they tell them to go from or where they're from. And what I was trying to say is that I've seen this guy on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure he's British, but he might not be. Well, it's on Brazil, so I want a Brazilian accent. (laughs) Right. So do a Brazilian accent, go for it. But I don't think he I don't think he has a Brazilian accent. I think he I think he might live in Brazil now, but I don't think he has a Brazilian accent. So try and do half British, half Brazilian. Go. It's not the accent the person has, it's where they're from. Anyway, okay. So I just look on his website. No, no geolocation. Uh, I can't do a Portuguese accent. You're doing, I'm you're doing so unprepared. <laughs> it's Portuguese. Brazil is not a language. Um, <laughs> accent. Oh my god. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna read in a British accent. Um, I was told to come okay. in and ask for a free knife from Johnny at Bespoke Bloke Designs. So Johnny, can I have a free knife from John? Made it via Apple Podcasts. Somehow in Brazil. Maybe he's using a VPN. Or maybe he actually lives in Brazil. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be funny if he was just using a VPN and didn't realize. I'm sure that's it. Yeah. And the title of that podcast was They Talk About Other Things Than Clamps. And it's a five star. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Jimmy. And uh, if you ever want a knife, uh, a free knife, a free, beautiful, handcrafted knife, just hit up Bespoke Bloke Designs on Instagram. He loves it. Loves it. It's his favorite thing when people ask him for free knives. So just do it. It's his favorite thing to do. He just responds to free knife. He just sends them. He's from Ireland and apparently knives cut grow on trees there and he just sends them everywhere in the world. Just tell him that, that we sent you. This is some inside joke. I don't know about. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> you're, just the, you're the best. Host. Adam was just about to do the outro and then coughed in the silence. <laughs> All right, bring us home, boy. <laughs> anyone, anyone that's watching on YouTube is just going to be like, "What the hell?" He just like went silent, but I see him move. Anyway, I want to thank TF Turning for our intro and our show music. Uh, still using it a year later. Molly loves to sing it when we go into the after show. If you want to hear that, again, clampcast, uh, patreon.com forward slash clamp. And you can find us collectively on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at clampcast. And where can everyone find you, Brent? Basically, everything is BYO Tools. So B-Y-O-T-O-O-L-S. That's on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, so forth. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, All before right. we go, we should probably thank Brent for uh, for coming by. <laughs> yeah, no. no, sorry, I was just there's a line there's a line on our word doc that I just appeared out of nowhere. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, thanks yeah, so much for squirrel. having me. It's it's one of those thanks things where I really enjoy the uh, conversation, especially during the craziness of the pandemic. So it's always nice to uh, talk to other individuals that are like minded builders. So thanks for the yeah, opportunity. It was, a, it was a great conversation. Loved it. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Sorry about that, gentlemen. I don't know what happened, but my computer all of a sudden shut down.
Huh. Wait, <laughs> quick to me before. Quick tangent. If anything, it happened at the perfect time because I was just about to segue to something else. <laughs> Wait, so quick tangent. Um, I was listening to Jerry Seinfeld uh, being interviewed on the Tim Ferriss show, and he uh, he was talking about a bit that he wants to turn or an observation that he wants to turn into a bit which is when you get disconnected from someone on the phone and the person says i don't know what happened there it's like <laughs> do you assume do you think that i think you know everything there is about the complexities of cell phone technology like should i expect that you knew what happened there <laughs> yes that's amazing oh that'd be good yeah. that'd be really good oh, now we got to keep this in so we have like a little theme. I, when I edit, I cut this out and then it just cuts into whoever's go. So, uh, oh, Brad, you're first on the list so you can go first. Well, would you like to give me a example of what a clamp mandation is? Okay, you can go last. <laughs> <laughs> so normally I handle all the guests <laughs> and I give them, oh. I give them a lot of information. And I did message say that we. I did message say that we always have a recommendation, but I said recommendation, not clear recommendation. Okay. Which I, think I, I, I figured that was as. I figured that was the case. I just wanted to make sure I am recommending the right thing. We should. We right. should probably just not throw our guest into the deep end of going first as well. But see, oh, what you can't see is on my second computer. We have a um, word document that we both that we all can edit and see. So we put the people in order of how they're going to talk and someone put you at the top of the list for some reason. I'm always at the top of the list, baby. Adam, you keep saying we, but I think I, you're the host here. I don't know why you're passing off blame. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write Brent in the uh, recommendation. Anyway, Molly, you can go first. 